Consequence Podcast Network. I've never been this nervous in my life. Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! <laughs> what would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on. A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. <laughs> be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the What Podcast. I'm Barry. That's Lord Taco. You'll notice once again, Brad is not here. This is a podcast that we started uh, six years ago, originally to look at the Bonnaroo Music and Arts Festival, and it has expanded over the years to include any festival, uh, especially festivals that might have some connection to the one that we love the most. Uh, and this is certainly no exception to that. We're going to talk about the Moon River lineup. It came out uh, Tuesday at noon. We got an advanced look at it, um, thanks to our friend Sue Marcus again. Uh, Member Taco, she's the one that helped us last year get that uh, those two episodes together. Yes. And Moon River mm-hmm. was rained out. She was so great. And uh, that's still one of my favorite things that we were able to make that happen so quickly and the city was able Chattanooga was able to get everything together so quickly so we ought to probably link to that on yeah. this episode we'll we'll drop a link to that in the description and uh yeah pretty amazing story how everything turned out in the end um hopefully this year we don't have to have the same story yeah. hopefully it's a uh, hopefully it's in the you know upper 70s and blue skies and everything is great but just real quick for people who don't remember this our festival last sunday had lots of rain all week and they were not sure they could even make it happen on saturday they did and then it rained sunday yeah in fact i was there i just gotten there sunday afternoon and um saw the first show of the afternoon kickoff which i think was sammy ray and she yep. got about one or two songs in and then had to stop the music and make the announcement that we had to evacuate because <laughs> there was a yeah. storm coming in and she's going to be at bonnaroo as will drew holcomb uh drew is um the founder co-founder of the moon river festival which takes place in September in Chattanooga. Drew has been on our show three times. Uh, he's not going to be on today, though we did pull a clip from the first time he was on. It's one of my favorite clips from the entire show uh, where he talks about what he learned from doing it that first year, the mistakes. Yeah, it's a great look back. And um, as we're about to find out, there's a lot. This Moon River Festival, if you've never been, it does kind of intertwine with Bonnaroo in a lot of ways, just in terms of artists that are shared on both lineups and kind of the lanes that that we've always talked about them having this this is pretty much the same thing and it's in our backyard so exactly so there that's yeah that's a big reason that reason that we have interest it's literally in our backyard but also the connection with ac entertainment drew holcomb um just the whole it's a boutique festival so about twelve thousand people uh, as opposed to Bonnaroo, which is 80,000 people. 
river band we talked about last week or two weeks ago it's now 15,000 people so uh, the uh, inside baseball stuff is what we love right yeah uh, that's part of what the show was founded upon it's exactly right how it gets done and the 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 short clip you're going to hear from drew is based on that and i just love it it's you know what'd you learn those those first two years and you know it's like you know inviting a having a party like you're gonna have everybody over for christmas and uh you know who got the ice you know who, who got the sodas or the cokes or whatever you know, all that stuff has to be taken care of. And so it's a kind of a funny, uh, funny clip from him. But the big thing today is we got the Moon River lineup. And um, it's like I said, it's out uh, today or tomorrow, depending on when you're hearing this. It's out Tuesday at noon. And so you and I got an advance look at it. And uh, what do you think? I think it's really good. I mean, it's. It, it, I'm trying to think how this stacks up compared to past years. Last year, of course, they're all. They've all been good for me. Um, but I, I think this is out of the three. I guess this will be my fourth that I've been to. I think this is probably high up there. Maybe my favorite. See, I love to hear that because that's so interesting. Because it's what we've always said. If people you know are on it and you love them, it's a great lineup. I'm looking at it, and quite honestly, I know about forty percent. That doesn't mean it's bad or good. I just am not familiar. Uh, there are several on there that I'm very excited to see. Larkin Poe, I, I've just become a huge fan of. Um, Who we've had on the show, are, by the way. We've had on the show, and we'll link to that. Yeah, they started life as the Level Sisters um, about an hour from here, south of here in North Georgia. And uh, I remember writing about them when they were the Level Sisters. And then they were at our Riverbend Festival, probably, what, 19, 18 or 19? Mm-hmm. And just crushed it. They were so good. Um, very excited to see them. Uh, that's the first aid kit. Nickel Creek, you know, back. Uh, they took a break, and uh, those guys are amazing as well. Um, yeah, Marcus you- King, we know. Camp, I know. Um I'm, I'm jumping through. We'll go through the whole lineup here in a second. But those are the names. Hosier. Sorry, I can't believe it took me that long to, <laughs> to get there. Sorry. <laughs> Literally the biggest name on there next to yeah, camp, you know, yeah. headlining-wise. Yeah. So what are, what are the ones that jump out at you, and then we'll go through it real quick? Uh, well, first of all, uh, I see down here Flip Turn. Shout out because uh, Flip Turn has uh, played Bonnaroo at – the uh, Rubus pre-party, what was it, last year or the year before? I, I think it was last year. I think so. I'm pretty sure it was last year, yeah. Yeah, so we know uh, Daniel and Charlotte huge fans. Uh, I talked to Daniel earlier today. He said he was possibly interested in coming back to uh, Moon River this year because they attended last year because Charlotte was such a big fan of, uh, who was it, Zach Bryan, right? Yep, Yeah. yep, exactly. So yeah, I imagine they're going to be here. I think when they're they, big, of course, big fans yeah, of flip turn. they haven't seen the lineup yet, but I have a feeling once they see this, they're going to be on board. So yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so let's just go through it real quick. I mean, people are probably looking at it as well, but Saturday, this is September 9th. Uh, camp is the headliner. Uh, then you've got goodbye road, which it, Drew Holcomb and the neighbors, Drew always performs. He hosts and performs now. He's not so much involved. 
in the planning like he was when it was in Memphis, when they brought it to Chattanooga three years ago, four years ago now. Yeah, I think this will be uh, the fourth year in Chattanooga. Yeah, yeah. He basically gave over, uh, um, I guess, ownership but uh, to AC Entertainment, which now owned by C3 or Live Nation. So the big time. Um, he's still involved and still is the host and still performs. This year he's going to perform with uh, Johnny Swim and their their project, Goodbye Road. Um, so you've got that. Then Marcus King, Larry Fleet. Larry Fleet has become another one that I know has been through here once or twice a year and has, has developed quite a quite a following hound mouth another first of all it's a great name <laughs> yeah. <I> mean, it, <laughs> no doubt it just is mm-hmm. right <laughs> it just stands out yeah shane smith and the saints and i don't i'm not sure how to is that uh okifa uh o'donovan i can't yeah. tell on the poster i, I can't i i'm not sure sh- i think i can't tell if that's an o or a q on my printout but um yeah if i'm saying that wrong forgive me don't not familiar the dip, as you pointed out, were at Bonnaroo last year, right? They were, and I think they were. I don't. I can't remember if I saw them or not, but from everything I read, they were a fan favorite. Yeah, and then Flip Turn, which we've talked about, SC SG Goodman, and Sunny War, unfamiliar. So yeah, those last two I don't know. Yep, Un- as I we've always said, that's part of the fun, the discovery part of it. So uh, I'm looking forward to to not only figuring out who they are, but listening to them on uh in september um sunday i'm more familiar with the almost everybody on here sunday's a little bit bigger yeah which i guess makes Uh, sense hosier yep hosier as we've said is the uh the headliner that's a good get uh looking forward to seeing that show i mean that that uh he was huge what four five six years ago he played i want to say yeah he was everywhere but he played bonnaroo was it 2019 maybe 2018 or 19 i can't remember yeah and then nickel creek judah and the lion um they were at riverbend right i mean we've seen them not that long ago Uh, yeah i want to say they were at or bonnaroo maybe it was bonnaroo I don't remember. Of course. I just remember. I think maybe even they were at uh, Moon River. Seems like. They might have been. I don't know. And, of course, uh, we've had two two lineups that never happened that, you know, artists appeared right. on. So it, that kind of jumbles the brain a little bit when you try to think back on who was there. Right. First Aid Kit, another uh, guest on this show, right? Yeah. we had, uh, First yeah. Aid Kit, I think, was back in season one or season two. It's probably two, if I remember right. Yeah, early that season. Was a lot of fun. But they were a great guest. And then, uh, you know, we keep talking about we want to see Miley and her god godmother, uh, Dolly. Uh, we're not going to get Miley, but we're going to get her sister, Noah. We're going to get Noah, in, yeah. In Chattanooga. And then Larkin Poe, who I mentioned, that's just a great rock and roll show. Uh, if you haven't seen them, man, they're, they're worth it. A uh, lot of energy, uh, good songwriters, great musicians. And it's just good rock and roll. Um, so looking forward to that. Wilder Woods, here's where we get. A few of these I don't know as much about. Uh, the 502s, Son Little, Richie Mitch, and the Coal Miners. Another good name, Richie Mitch. Richie Mitch. And then Caitlin Butts. So, uh, yeah. I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, 
this is uh, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I I think I'm about half and half as far as what I recognize and what I'm familiar with. Um, so that, I think that's a pretty good balance of going to see what you know is is going to be good, and then finding out the other half, seeing how good they are. Yeah, that's a great point too. Um, I we've had this debate, if that's the right word, on here before. Do you want to see bands that you've seen already once or twice and just see how, you know, what's new, what's progressed, what's up? Or do you want to see maybe big time, you know, headlining acts that you've never seen to kind of tick off a bucket list? Or do you want to discover, you sure. know, discover a, a new band that you had no clue about that suddenly becomes your, you know, your favorite yeah, and uh, I, I can go either way on I, all of that. I those. think it's different for everyone. It just depends on, you know, some people are looking for that bucket list experience of, you know, I've got all these dream bands I want to see. Other people are like, I just want to go and, you know, hang out and listen listen to something and then, you know, yeah. go home and it's my new favorite. It's funny. I I had this conversation uh, this week with uh, some folks who are, in my age bracket, I guess. And, and it was the exact same conversation. They kind of, I want to see the bands that I know and I'm familiar with. And another guy said, yeah, I, you know, if I haven't heard them on the radio, why should I care? And, you know, other people were like, that's the wrong, you know, that's, that's so 10 minutes ago, you know, nobody does that anymore. Yeah. You got to get out and explore. <laughs> so I, I can, I can see it always. I think you got to have somebody on a lineup that sells tickets. Yeah, you got to have a somebody that'll move tickets, and I think they do. I think uh, I do too. Uh, uh, it'll be curious to see how the, if they sell out based on this or not. But yeah, you know, I and think last year was the first year they did the one day ticket thing. Yeah, which, which if I remember right, kind of upset some folks who bought the two day tickets early because they were only interested in one day. Yeah, uh huh. So and, that's a different. And then different of course spin. it ends up everybody got one day anyways. <laughs> <laughs> true very very true so, yeah we'll see if yeah, they you gotta be careful what you pick yeah so we'll see if they do that again but uh, that, and that's a good point about you know we've we've harped about wanting to get miley on there and and dolly and you know this is maybe as close as we get i don't know but uh, yeah and i do i find it interesting that drew is on the bonnaroo lineup um i think the other thing that we've talked about over the years you and I and Brad have talked about, but also guests that we've had, uh, the people who put these things together, the booking agents, uh, the bands themselves, it's all about relationships. You know, we, some of us tend to think of it in a vacuum as if each festival each year happens only that day or that year rather. You know what I mean? It's like this lineup is started six months ago and that's it we don't always think about well we can't do you you know we can't have you on our lineup in 2020 but maybe 2023 or you know last year didn't work let's talk about next year you know yeah it turns out there's a lot of uh i don't want to say like shady dealings or you know backroom deals being made but no there is some conversation and there's some back and forth and there is a little bit of uh, intention, I guess, to when somebody comes on and maybe this isn't the right year, but maybe next year. Right. And there's just so many factors that, that fall into place to make that make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's at all, uh, untoward. I think it's just reality of 
you know, doesn't fit this year, but let's try. We like you. Um, we don't have product. We're going to have product. I think we've even come around. I think Brad has introduced the idea that maybe you don't hit a festival season when you just put something out because you need to, there are other ways, uh, you know, to run the business mm -hmm. maybe next year. Uh, you know, all of those things come into play and they're all different for different acts. Yeah. So. And we've also, I think we've talked to some artists or at least read some articles about, you know, since everything kind of exploded after the pandemic and now people are going on tour again, they're finding out, you know, I'm kind of fatigued from touring so much and I kind of want right. to, you know, go back into the studio and just kind of, right. You know, regroup, regroup. And re and I think, uh, was it, a repeat, repeat kind of hinted towards that yeah. in, in their, yeah, that was in their interview. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, well, he flat out said, we don't want to ever go on the road again. Or I may be overstating, but it was like, no, we're pretty happy here in the studio and we're very, very busy. So yeah, that, that was kind of a, a new, uh, thought for me. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't think that any, that's ever really been considered. I mean, cause you know, we went, a good two years with without the ability to go on tour so you right. know not having something for so long and then you go too hard the other way right the other thing uh, it just feels like and we mentioned this before last year felt like the lineups were i don't want to say all over the place but you know it felt a little bit um disjointed like like you said everybody was just so anxious to get back out uh, and there were so many festivals and events that it was, you know, grab the first thing that falls off the tree. And uh, now it feels like everybody's sort of dialing it back in. To... Yeah, this feels like everything's kind of coming back into place as far as, I guess, the lanes, like we've mentioned before. Yeah, and you know, exactly. it, it, it does feel like there's some more intention to this lineup yeah. rather than just, you know, grabbing grabbing names as they come up as they come available. Right. Yeah. First available. Yeah. Uh, this feels a lot more intentional. I've talked to some other folks who put, put these lineups together and, and it's a little tougher, uh, for them. And that's good. That means the, the competition is there. Mm -hmm. You know, they couldn't just get who all they wanted because those people were looking at other festivals. So, um, I think that makes everybody a little bit stronger, uh, to be honest. So I think so. Plus, you know, you had a few canceled festivals this year that maybe some of these right. artists wouldn't have been on here if it weren't for right. uh you know circumstances as they are yeah exactly um all right so we have we're we're back i mean this we this is what uh, episode three of season six i think episode four okay yeah. four uh and we have two in the can uh, so to speak, that we've already done the interviews for and three or four others yeah. lined up with well, people who are now reaching out to us and want to be on the show. And and uh, that's really exciting it to is. me. Yeah, you want to tease yeah. a little bit of what we got? Yeah, we're going to talk to uh, Lindsay, who helps book uh, Merlefest. I'm very excited about that. Uh, Merlefest is an independent festival, so it's a little bit different look than... Bonnaroo or Moon River, or I guess it's more similar to Riverbend, our Riverbend here in Chattanooga. Um, they're not affiliated with, you know, the big guys. 
So they have to do things a little bit differently. But I don't know about you. I knew it was big. In fact, I knew it was one of the more popular and one of the older festivals. But I didn't know they got 70 or 80,000 people. I didn't either. I had no idea. I was blown away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that was really cool talking to her. I don't know. I don't know our exact schedule when we'll have her, um, but she'll be coming up very soon. And then we talked to Noah Kahan, or Kahan, who is uh, what Brad said, most streamed artist. Mo- most streamed artist on Spotify in 2022, I think, is what he said. Yeah. Which I was surprised that. Uh, well, that we yeah. were able to get somebody like that, but uh, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> he was great. He was great. Uh, the, they were both great, but he was terrific. We got into some stuff. It got a little deep um, pretty quick, you know. Yeah. Um, that was that was cool, but also very funny. Um, good guy. That was, that was he's. I, I think when I think when we hung up, I said, "All right, I, I, my my new man crush." <laughs> um, yeah. And I was a hundred percent sincere. So we've got those both coming up. I don't know. Uh, I don't want to commit as to when, because um, I also want to have Drew Holcomb back on for a fourth time uh, yes. when Brad can join us. Because Drew, um, like I said, not only is an artist that will be on this Moon River lineup, but he'll be on the Bonnaroo lineup. But he also has been a, you know, a presenter, um, created his own festival. So he comes at it from a lot of different angles. And he's also just one of the nicest guys ever. Yeah, every time we've sat down and talked to him, he's been very, very good to talk to. And yeah, I mean, he's not just an artist, and he's not just a an organizer. You know, he's kind of he wears all these different hats, and especially Mm, literally, he wears a lot of hats. A lot of hats, (laughs) especially last year when uh, you know he talked about what they had to do when they had to close down the the uh, festival grounds, and then. Uh, he and, and and Ellie just went out with a guitar into the parking lot and just started playing. You know, just some just some neat stories from from all that. Yeah, not to relive that again, but I, we alluded to it earlier, and probably for new new people listening. Yeah, they were rained out Sunday. I started to, to explain that they were rain rain lightning started uh, what one o'clock ish. Yeah, it was about one o'clock. Yeah, and and like I said, it wasn't just rain; it was uh, thunder yeah. and lightning. And so, and so it put everything on hold, which can happen at any festival. Yeah. And, um, and like you said, he and Ellie, his wife went out with a guitar and started entertaining the crowd because we all thought it was going to start back up. Um, so there was the logistics of what do you do with all these people that are in downtown Chattanooga? Um, some of the other artists did the same. And then four thirty, five o'clock, I guess, they he floated the idea or somebody, hey, what if we move this over to the uh, auditorium, the Ch- this memorial auditorium, which is the city's about thirty seven hundred, thirty five hundred seats. You know, what are the chances we can move it over there? Which sounds great. You know, I mean, it sounds so simple. What's the big deal? You know, just open up. Yeah, just unlock you know, the it, door and. <laughs> yeah, move move everything. It's no. What's the problem? And as you and I found, we talked to not only the city and the people at the auditorium, but Drew, um, it's not that simple. You, you, you know, you've got to have security. You've got to have sound. You've got to have lights. You've got to have ushers, uh, people making popcorn. And 
I think they told me what every employee, but maybe one who was out of town or something, yeah, showed up. Everybody showed was, up literally the last minute, and yeah, yeah. within an hour, <laughs> hour. So it's a pretty remarkable thing, but and it's also interesting not just you know to brag on those guys, but it kind of gives you an idea of what it takes to put on these types of events, right? Um, yeah, and that's really and that's what we love. We, we geek out yeah. on that pretty pretty big because uh, yeah, any any behind the scenes, you know, the nuts and bolts, we we love hearing about that and just it's fascinating. And like you said, all those things had to fall into place, and if just one of them had fallen through, the whole thing would have uh, exactly. you know been a waste. So yeah, pretty I mean, you're playing somebody else's guitar, <laughs> and and you know what the thing that that really I I guess I remember well two things the fact that. You know, the people at the city were able to say, yeah, let's give it a try. And, and it worked. But also, Drew, if you remember saying, you don't want to suck. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. The last I mean, thing an artist wants to do is unrehearsed, unprepared, without his crew, without his sound guy, without his guitar, you know, somebody else's amp um, taking the stage. And there were, what, 2,500 people? Something like that? Something like that. Yeah, because as you said, this is a city festival. This is downtown Chattanooga. There's no right. camping there. I mean, right. So when you have to close the venue, you suddenly have all these people displaced and nothing, you know. I remember, right. you know, everybody, I think every restaurant there on the, on the, <laughs> on the road was packed because everybody was just like, well, I get, you know, every, right. you know, every shop was packed. I mean, you couldn't hardly find any yep. place to eat or do anything because everybody was just looking for something to do. So, right. And, and if people will remember, um, same, a similar thing happened with Bonnaroo uh, the year before when it got canceled. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were pop-up events. Uh, you attended one or two, I guess, really. I attended one. Really two. Yeah. We were, yeah. We were part of one. Um, it, you know, it happens. I'm not trying to say that it doesn't, it doesn't happen like it did here last year where, like a city facility opens up and employees show up, but certainly people adapt and it can, and it really in some ways can be as memorable an occasion as the, you know, the festival itself. So sure. I mean, that could be the difference between somebody saying, well, I'm not coming back after this to, I will definitely be back this next year because, you know, even though it half of it got canceled, they did the right thing and and they managed to pull off, a good weekend. So yeah. And I had, a, I had a, ended up having a great time. So yeah, again, it's not to, it's not to talk about an old news. It's just to, I, I were just fascinated by how these things happen and yeah, and all of the stuff that has to happen. And the uh, fact that know, moon, Ri- yeah, the fact that moon river is back this year, uh, is, you know, proves that they handled it well. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Cause that's, that could have easily gone the other way and, and they yeah. could have lost a bunch of money and they could have just said, we can't yeah, do it again. Destroyed the brand. Yeah, destroyed the um, brand. Destroyed the uh, the fan the 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 faith that f- fans have. And yeah, and along those lines, uh, I went back and pulled uh, because we had you know this is Moon River and it's basically Drew's baby. Um, I went back and pulled a clip from that first interview that we did. It's one of my favorites. It's kind of a funny moment where he talks about what they learned from that first year when they were in Memphis. Uh, and it's exactly what we're just talking about. It's that kind of, you know, thing like, uh, you know, 
who remembered to do, you know, who remembered to order toilet paper yeah. kind of thing, you <laughs> yeah. know, which ha ha ha, you don't think about until everybody needs toilet paper. So yeah, then it's know, not so, so funny. <laughs> it's not so funny at all. <laughs> so, uh, let's listen to that and then we'll come back and, uh, you and I'll wrap things up and we'll talk about, uh, I guess what else we got going forward. that you guys have for the future to, to make it even bigger, to increase the footprint? Or do you feel really comfortable in the lane that you're in? Yeah, I don't I don't want to speak for the whole team, but my perception is that we really like what we've got going on. Yeah. Um, well, the other thing to add... The park, the park is, is the park. You know, you can't really build a bigger park in that spot. And so that's part of what makes it so magical. Well, I've got an idea about... I've got a very good idea about a stage on the water. On the water. Let me uh, tell you about this idea. <laughs> well, the other thing that's it's notable about it is it's, what, 60% of the uh, fans last year and this year are out-of-towners, right? That's right. That gets yeah. to that whole curated thing and bringing people to town. and, and uh, mm-hmm. um, I mean, All that's just really interesting. Yep. For people who don't know, what you guys did is it's, it's an open park. It's a public park. It had never had a gated, ticketed event There is there a before. walking bridge above it. Correct. You, could, you literally can just walk over the event. Right. Yeah, so which I'm guys, sure causes you guys a lot of headaches, by the way. I can't <laughs> imagine. But you guys with AC and our city and our public works all came together and figured out not only how to gate it, but you built a waterfall that became the entrance. Uh, you put just two stages up. You built a swing that hangs under that bridge. I mean, it was, it, you took advantage of what was there and changed what you needed. Uh, again, we right. keep see, saying that curated thing. See, this is, so, so let me, uh, Drew, and I hate to, to make this about me, but it's my favorite topic. Um, the, uh, <laughs> so I've got this dumb little event that I do with my radio station called The Running of the Chihuahuas. And we essentially, uh, you know, have created Disney World for 200 racing chihuahuas every year, right? So I get 200. I know. So over 12 years, it's grown from 12 dogs in my parking lot to 200 chihuahuas racing at the First Tennessee Pavilion. And along the way, we decided to add music and and, uh, start curating some sort of, like, music festival atmosphere, even though it's just a day and the, the artists are usually top 40 artists. But the, just just the fact that those five hours of my day, my year, take up five months of my year, five hours yeah. equate to five months, uh, and I don't have to deal with a thing that you guys deal with. I tell you, the, the thing that I would love if I was you would be exactly what you do. You play a little bit, you host a little bit, you get to make a lineup, and then when you get on site, you get to create something, right? You get to be creative, right. and almost budgets can just be whatever you want them to be if the idea is good enough. That, to me, sounds like the dream job. That sounds like exactly what I've, I've ever wanted to do. The, more, the most that we talk about, me and Barry, about Bonnaroo, it's usually about things like plumbing, yeah. You know, just how how water lines get how from. How does this work? Yes, yeah, it yeah. is fascinating to me. So when you had to start putting all this stuff together, and you were taking month after month after month of your of your year, what was the one thing that you didn't think of that hit you? Is like, oh my god, I never knew that I needed blank. Yeah, well, m- most of those those things were in the Memphis years, though. So, um, and and to be honest it was more about what we got to Chattanooga and I learned that what AC does. And I went to myself, 
I can't believe we didn't do blank. Ah, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That's you how, know, that's how the big like, boys do. Right. <laughs> that's how. Right. It was like, oh, wow, <laughs> that's how you deal with, like, the threat of weather. Like, they have these, you know, contracts with, you know, the National Weather Service to, you know, track lightning and all this. Good. Paul and I in Memphis are, like, looking at AccuWeather on our phone. <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah. I, I start looking at the 30-day forecast. Yeah, I'll be okay here. I'll be fine. Yeah. Right. You know, or uh, yeah, like I remember year one in Memphis, it was it was in, in, in the heat of the summer. It was in, it was in uh, August. And, you know, we we knew we had like 2000 people coming. So we bought like 4000 bottles of water, you know. Oh, no. Oh, well, no. Those were going by. Those were going by 10 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. The favorite. My favorite story from that that first year was my wife was um, we had a seven month old. So 2013, she's uh, in the sort of office that we have behind the stage. And about at 10 a.m., we run out of ones. We run out of ones. And sorry about that. We just uh, a lot of kids stuff going on in the house. That's okay. We run out of ones like 10 a.m. And it's a a Saturday and all the banks are closed. So we have no way to get all this cash. Well, my wife's sitting there holding the seven-month-old in this room and she's like, isn't there like a, a, a dog racing like casino on the other side of the river? <laughs> and so Ellie gets in the car with the baby with $500 uh, in big bills and rushes to the dog park and comes back with 500 wants from the casino so that we can keep selling food for the rest of the day. That's a problem solver. Damn. That's good stuff. You know I don't what know. I mean? So like, those are the kind of things that you just don't prepare for. You're like, yeah, we had like $300 worth of change. Well, we have 2,000 people buying, you know, $4 beers or $8 beers, whatever they were. You need a lot of one. That's pretty great. What was it like that Saturday night? Because um, Ellie left Sunday morning, right? Or that Saturday night uh, last she left year? Sa- Sunday night after Head and Heart. Yeah. Okay. So that. No, no, you're right. She left after Head and Heart Saturday night. Yeah. So I, I think I ran into you guys that night. You so were, this is last year at last Moon Last year you were having sort of a quiet moment, which, you know, being the professional I am, I interrupted and, and probably, ruined, <laughs> probably ruined for you. But you seemed extremely relaxed. And I, I think I remember Ellie saying something like she was just so proud to have seen, you know, to be able to be backstage and see what it had become. What was that like? Because here, you, like we had said earlier, you gave up control. You moved it to a town. I mean, there had to have been some questions you know, going into it. Plus you had a wife that was 12 months pregnant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that was my, my, honestly, my main concern at that point was, you know, she her due date was like the following Thursday. Yeah, so there you go. I mean, uh, things like, you know, dollar bills. Like I said, toilet paper, uh, garbage cleanup, you know. Did you order enough hot dog buns? All those things. Yeah. Have to be considered. And, and to their credit, of course, now this is going into what the festival started in 2014. So they're 14. Yeah. Yeah. So by this point, they remembered the toilet paper. <laughs> everything, yeah. everything is so well executed and, you know, just, just a delightful weekend festival. Yeah. Oh, it's a beautiful location. You yeah. can't, I, it's hard to beat that location. But the other thing he said, um, you know, was once he sort of realized, once it got so big in Memphis that he realized it was bigger than his skill set, and he he partnered with AC, 
it's kind of funny to hear him say, uh, yeah, once you see how the big boys do it, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes <laughs> sense. So yeah, no, I, I just love that. No wonder you got so good at this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, to be fair, those guys probably made their mistakes too. Mm-hmm. Like we all know, you know, Bonnaroo's had issues with traffic and some other things. So they've learned. Uh, but I just find that fascinating. So, uh, all right. So, like, coming up, uh, we have several guests from bands that we want to target. We've got some other um, – got a couple of people that actually book these type of events, uh, not just Live Nation events but other festivals. So we're going to interview them in the coming weeks. And I, Taco – this thing's going to be on. June's going to be here before we know it. Oh, I it's know going it. It's going to be here quick. It. Yeah, I can't believe we're already talking about September uh, festivals. And, you know, we still got, yeah, we've got uh, Shaking Knees, and then we've got, uh, well, Riverbend, and then Bonnaroo, and then, yeah, it's yep. it's coming up quick. Hey, what's the update on the bus? I haven't heard anything yet. Um, I'm still waiting on him to call to say when he's ready. I'm on the I'm on the wait list. So okay, so you haven't delivered it yet. No, I haven't delivered it yet. Hopefully, right. I mean, I just keep my All fingers right. you crossed. You need Brad to call. Do you want me to get Brad to call him? <laughs> yeah. well, Brad knows people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Brad, I guess we should mention he is uh, out this week because he is in New Orleans. Uh, yeah, I was down there. I was gonna ask if you heard from him his goal if you remember from a week or so ago was to eat a hundred pounds of crawfish i wonder if he came close i think the last update i saw i think i got a snap from him or something that said he was he was on he like working his way through and he was up to like 30 to 45 pounds so <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious he's, he's gonna turn into a crawfish yeah i know i just wow well good for him yeah all right. Well, he is supposed to be back uh, this week, and he's fired up and got a bunch of ideas on shows. So I can't wait to see what the next several weeks and months uh, bring. Yeah, I mean, I think we're getting a good uh, good season lined up here. We've got a lot of good shows coming out. We've got some good uh, things in the works, and hopefully we can even get some of these artists on the Moon River lineup on as guests. You, you mentioned Drew Holcomb, of course, and yep. maybe we can get some of these other names. Yeah, for sure. I want to also, I don't, I don't know if we do this every time, but want to thank the Consequence uh, folks for making this happen and pushing this out there to people. Uh, it, it, it still amazes me that we're part of their network. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Big shout out to the Consequence Podcast Network and their other shows that they also, uh, yeah support so yeah it's good to be part yeah, of all if you, that if you're at all if you're all at all interested in music and the music industry and artists and all that they have other shows as well and uh, also uh, don't forget please like and subscribe it really makes a big difference uh, for us and for all podcasts so yes it doesn't cost you anything yeah and it doesn't help the show doesn't yeah doesn't 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 hurt you and uh you know whether you're a long-time listener or just starting out uh, just thank you for listening. We really appreciate, you know, the people that tune in and comment and we get a lot of feedback that, so, you know, we're excited that, uh, so many people enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I hope you, you know, we're pulling these high five clips and, uh, the more I keep pulling from, from them, I realized, uh, the show really does have sort of an evergreen 
element to it. Uh, you can go back and listen, and you know there might be some stuff that's dated, uh, but for the most part, if you're in, 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 at all interested in a band like a Larkin Poe or a First Aid Kit uh, or Drew Holcomb, you know they've been guests on our show, and uh, what we talk about is not necessarily dated stuff. It uh, gives you a good insight on their career and what they think and and uh, what their plans are and all that. Yeah, and hopefully these clips, I mean, we're just pulling five minutes at a time, but we hope that it makes you want to go back and maybe listen to the whole episode. Yeah, exactly. All uh, right. Uh, well, I guess we Russ, should also, uh, we've got tickets to give away that we haven't oh, really. Oh, we've got tickets. Um, That's right. We haven't really followed up with. Uh, I don't think we have a, um, a ready to announce how to enter or anything like that. I guess once Brad gets back, we'll we'll get yeah, that. We'll probably, we need to nail that down next week because we know people need to make plans. And uh, especially with these new ticket buying options, we want to give you enough time to, yeah. to get what you want. Yeah, sort of thing, it's so. going to happen soon. So stay yep. tuned for that. Yep. Good point. Glad you remembered that. All right. Anything else? I think that does it this week. I do too. Thanks again to uh, Sue over at uh, um, Stunt Media. Let me make sure. Stunt Company, I think. Let me make sure I got that right. Certainly don't want to uh, get that wrong because she's been so helpful. No, we do appreciate Uh, Sue. Yeah, she was great. She really helped get that uh, together last year, the whole um, Stunt Company. The whole uh, thing after Moon River fell apart, she was on her phone driving home. And within, what, two hours, we had uh, Drew on the phone and, uh, and and the folks from the city, and it was just great. So anyway, thanks again to Sue, and thank you all for listening. And we will be back next week. I don't know which show we'll have, but we will be back. Yep. Thank see, you. See you then. Consequence Podcast Network.